You're listening to the Beyond the Profi podcast, where we help you out of career burnout so that you can reclaim your personal freedom while pursuing your passion. I'm your host, Jasmine Haley, entrepreneur, influencer, and educator that will help empower you with our interviews, strategies, and straight talks. If you're ready to push past your comfort zone to your greatness, you have found the right podcast. Stay tuned and listen in. Welcome to the Beyond the Profi podcast. I have a very special guest today. Her na- name is Jackie Fos- Fosquette. I've been practicing I've been practicing this name, and of course, I still mess it up. But I am super um, grateful that you're here on the podcast today because we're talking about a very, very important topic related to any service provider, any just women in general, men in general, everyone has dealt with stress and anxiety. And that is what our topic is today. And what's even more of an honor is to have you a part of this show one, because you're an author of this amazing book called Stress Relief Toolbox. I already know it's amazing because the <laughs> subtitle of the, of the book is Women Who Take, Who Take Care of Everyone But Themselves. And listen, I am like, my hand is raised. You can't see me, but I have been in that situation and we often forget to take care of ourselves. So thank you so much for being a part of the show, Jackie. You're very welcome, and I appreciate being here, Jasmine. Um, I'm so excited to have made this connection because, um, and I don't know, maybe we'll talk a little bit about this. I connected with you through Mary Jensen, and I know Mary from my time working as a dental hygienist in Switzerland. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, you know, the opportunities um, for me as a dental hygienist of 35 years, I retired from clinical practice in 2013, I believe it was. And um, so up until that point, I was 35 years in clinical practice. And um, I've had so many amazing opportunities as a dental hygienist that led me even to where I'm at right now of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, yeah, so it's a great opportunity to be here. Um, I have an affinity for my fellow dental hygienists because I was in that field for so long. And uh, yeah, so it's really dear to my heart. Absolutely. So tell me, what are you currently doing in, in dental, well, in dentistry, or are you outside of dentistry? Let the listeners know what your journey has been, because you kind of touched a little bit into it. Um, for listeners that are not aware, we've interviewed Mary Jensen, and uh, she is with High Life or Health um, Alliance. She's done some amazing work for persons who have um, dealt with cognitive loss and abilities as far as our senior population. And she's also had an amazing career working in Switzerland with you. So what else, like what has, what has your professional journey been like and what are you currently doing right now? Okay, so what got me to where I am now is when I was in Switzerland working as a dental hygienist, um, you know, those uh, first few months being in a foreign country, you know, learning the language, 
learning all that you need to learn in a foreign country. Um, and this was back in the 80s. We did not have our cell phones. We did not have anything like the internet. There was no computer. So there was nothing to go and help out. We were basically on our own. And one of the things that um, helped me is to read a book called Creative Visualization by Shotke Gawain. And she's kind of my original uh, mentor. And um, that, that really helped me to visualize myself um, just being able to move forward in this strange environment. It, it really helped to ground me, I guess I could say. And so as a result with that work and that I was doing my own inner work, I had in the back of my mind that when I got back to the States, I was going to venture out and do something in this realm, in this realm of the body, mind, emotional, spirit connection. And so that's what I did. I was in Switzerland for four years. And when I got back, I, um, I did a holistic health counselor an educator course in San Francisco. And it was in that course that there was some hypnotherapy as one of the modules. And it really uh, resonated with me because, again, um, it was about using the mind and how powerful our minds are. And so I decided that was going to be my, my, um, way of utilizing the mind-body connection of doing something outside of dental hygiene or actually combining it. And um, I think it was during that time period also, I can't, I can't remember all the exact sequences, but I, I did actually go and get my bachelor degree in health services administration because um, at that time it was really popular. Uh, it seemed like women were getting into business um, modalities, getting business degrees but it really was not my thing. <laughs> so I, I discovered that very quickly. I got my degree. I got my degree, but you know, it really, I, it didn't appeal to me, but the mind body stuff definitely does. So um, when, when my husband and I moved up to um, Seattle from San Francisco, I decided to take a course, um, a certification in hypnotherapy. And I was still doing dental hygiene, um, which then that was another whole story about, you know, getting a license in another state. I had been practicing in California for 20 years, and then I moved up to Washington State and uh, had to get my uh, license. And uh, that was uh, quite the challenge. <laughs> but I, um, I really was able to start to incorporate using relaxation techniques with my, my patients. In Washington, at that time, there weren't as many states that hygienists could um, give local anesthetic. And so I was able to do that for, for perio work, of course. And I definitely encountered people that had needle phobia or fear. And so as a result of the training I had, I was able to support them in being much more relaxed 
And when the body is relaxed, we're not tense. When there's no tension, there's much more comfort. And so um, this really supported my patients. And, and even if they weren't getting injections, you know, people come into the dental office, as we all know, as a dental hygienists, and so many of them will um, just pop into our operatory and say, oh, my God, I'm so... <laughs> nervous like I don't like being here you know and they give us those stories and um, I would immediately um, say to them it's okay I have some things I can do for you you're in good hands I will take good care of you and uh, is it okay if I guide you through some relaxation and there was never anybody that said no <laughs> so uh, who doesn't want to get a little relaxation if not if you, you know nothing else and especially in the dental chair right yeah so, and traditionally most of the time what they do yeah. is they give them some sort of medication to get them right. completely relaxed you don't really hear of alternative ways in which to do that for patients right exactly yeah and you know i certainly used nitrous on some of my um patients that uh really wanted it but i would also take them through relaxation because i wanted them to experience that as well to know that they can work with their own bodies to relax and not just be dependent on the um, nitrous so tell me what are the top I would say the top two things that you would recommend for clinicians who want to help relax their patients in alternative ways. Yeah, well, and, and I think most hygienists are good at this, but you know, it always helps for us to remind ourselves, oh goodness, that wasn't supposed to happen. Um, <laughs> and um, to remind ourselves that it's our tone of voice that can be so instrumental it's an instrument in itself isn't it mm -hmm. um so if we can use our voices to sound compassionate to be compassionate and to really show the patients that we care mm -hmm. um that can rapport and i know we've all been trained in rapport and but you know, it helps to keep reminding ourselves. It, it helps to push the reboot button or the refresh button and um, ask ourselves, okay, am I doing that? Am I, you know, being compassionate? Am I being, or am I being hurried? Because, you know, now I'm running late and I'm feeling stressed myself. <laughs> so this is why stress relief tools are not only good for the patients, they're good for the Absolutely. Like we can't be the best clinician that we want to be or just the best professional we want to be if we forget to take care of the most important person, which is ourselves. And there's right. so many of us that, you know, when we go to continuing educations, we just want to get our CE credit and go into work and do our work and get our paycheck. It's like this routine that just never ends. And yet we never really take the time to just breathe for a second to um, be more mindful to set our attention for the day to to really oh, yeah. feed ourselves and i learned yeah. that the hard way which is why i've gone through this journey of really trying to transform the inner person so that i can have a more fulfilling career yeah and just yeah. life in general life in general yeah yeah it's so true jasmine because if we're just 
running around and we're just trying to make it through from one patient to the next. And I've done that myself, you know, and I've had to stop myself and say, stop, this isn't any fun at all. Mm -hmm. And if we're on that, that loop, on that cycle, on that hamster wheel, um, yeah, how can you enjoy you know, and, and yeah, you know, not everything about working with patients is enjoyable. That's, you know, let's just be <laughs> real here. Yes. So, you know, but how can we make it so that we're not suffering about it, right? So yeah. we have to take care of ourselves. And if we can even just remember to take a couple of breaths in between each patient, um, that can be really significant because it kind of, it segments out from one and it refreshes our own energy so that we're a little bit more renewed for that next patient. And then getting back to your question, something else for hygienists or um, practitioners, dentists as well, to use assistance to use from, with their patients, is um, that, that using that voice again, but just asking them to relax and, or guiding them. And, and, and little simple things like just go ahead and bring your focus and attention to your breathing. Because when people start to bring their focus and attention to their breathing, that disrupts all those thoughts that are coming around, looping in their minds, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? And, and um, I wonder if this is going to hurt. And all those things that patients are having in their minds, especially when they're tense, fearful, they don't like being at the, uh, the dental office. So if we can all them, just go ahead and close your eyes and just bring your attention to your breathing and notice as you breathe in how your, how your chest expands, your belly expands, and then as you exhale, just feel yourself sinking down into the chair. So when we use those kind of words, sinking down into the chair, it's also a, a trigger, a cue for the subconscious mind to start to sink down into relaxation. Mm-hmm. So it's little things like that, and even noticing where their hands are on the chair, you know, maybe on the arms of the chair if there are arms, um, you know, just uh, telling them to bring their attention to their hands and just let their hands be very not, uh, relaxed, limp, um, you know, and, or if they're on their lap, you know, just uh, bringing your focus and attention to your hands on your lap, just imagine them just being so heavily relaxed. You know, so when we use those kinds of words, we're, we're being, um, and we're giving them an invitation. It's not a real command. Right. It's, it's a guiding, and that allows them to do it for themselves, right. you know, rather than here they are in that position in the chair, most likely feeling um, somewhat helpless and so we don't want to be just throwing commands at them we want to be gently easing them into that absolutely absolutely you know I appreciate you sharing those techniques that um, you mentioned it almost makes me feel well it reminds me of yoga where you're in the shavasana I think that's what it's called where you're actually laying there and they're telling you to be present in your breathing and your limbs and just letting go. It's almost like a form of meditation 
really. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah. Which I absolutely love, by the way. Uh, I use positive word affirmations for meditation. Um, that's what I prefer, but I have found that it's so easy for me. I like that better. It's very easy for me to fall asleep. <laughs> you're not supposed to do when you're going through that process of relaxation, but that's exactly where you want your patients to be. Um, I do mm-hmm. have a question though. Like when you were practicing that in clinical care, did you have to extend your time for those anxious patients? Was your doctor okay with you doing that? Or were you able to incorporate that into your regular standard of care for everyone? It was generally the same time frame. You know, there there were always those patients that would have me run over. Um, but I think because I'd been doing it long enough, and it does take practice. So I'd been doing it long enough that I could be you know, doing something that I needed to be setting up and talking to them, you know, with while I'm setting up or working on something on my tray or, you know, just getting things together and still be using that voice, still be asking them, guiding them into relaxation. So it didn't have to take a whole lot of extra time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, some people, if they were extremely anxious and I needed more time, Yes. Yeah, I I give the dentist or dental hygienist a script that they can read to get used to the language and certain words and the rhythm. And so if they practice that on their own, then they can you can be working, you can be scaling teeth and still be saying, okay, now that you're your eyes are closed, your body's a little bit more relaxed, you know, you even take yourself to a beautiful place in nature, or perhaps your own happy place, some place you've been to on vacation. So you could be scaling and doing this just as we talk to our patients, right? Mm-hmm. When we're working on them, we can still now talk to them, but with a, a more um, slower voice with that um, tone that is inviting them to relax, inviting them to use their imagination to go to a a happy place. And um, sometimes I've asked my patients, well, go ahead and describe that to me, you know, for just a moment or two. So then I can embellish on their happy place. And so they're engaged there and they're not paying attention to what I'm doing for the most part. So you basically are able to train um, clinicians and practitioners in dentistry mm-hmm. on how to use these techniques through a course that you offer. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Tell us about the course so that people know what to ask for when they reach out to you. Um, what is the name of that? <laughs> I've, t- I've, changed, I've changed it a couple of times, but basically it's uh, relaxing your um, anxious patients. Is a, Yeah relaxing your anxious patients. So what led you to writing this book, um, Stress Relief Toolbox? Like what what was your why for that? Ah, um, My why was the uh, clients that would come to see me for hypnotherapy. Mm -hmm. If it was for weight loss, if it was for fears or phobias, whatever it was, there was always this underlying stress. And as we know, stress is pretty darn prevalent in our culture, 
I think a lot more so than, you know, 20 years ago mm -hmm. in my own personal uh, experience. And so I saw the need for people to have some tools. And the majority of my clients are women. Um, and of course, these tools work for men as well. But I wanted to address women. I wanted to niche it down into women's concerns because women are typically caregivers. Um, a lot of women are, if they're in their 30s, 40s, 50s, they're in that sandwich generation where they're still taking care of kids and they're now taking care of their um, elderly parents and their caregivers and they're, um, they're not taking care of themselves. And yes. So just as we all know, we've all, most everybody's been on an airplane. You hear that you have to put the, if you're traveling with a child, you have to put your own oxygen mask on before you, you give it to the child and take care of them. Otherwise you're just going to be out of it and you can't take care of the child, right? Absolutely. So the same goes with uh, whoever else we are taking care of our children, our parents, um, husband, whatever it may be, uh, partner. So. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I actually just wrote an article for students, put uh -huh. your oxygen mask on first because, you know, there's so many with, with, um, you know, being in school, the, the stress of trying to acquire all of your requirements and taking care of your family, it can be very, very taxing. And a lot of times our students forget to take care of themselves during that process. And I share some tips with that um, as an educator, just seeing what they're going through and, which, and what I wish I knew when I was going through school. And so that analogy is just perfect for so many situations in our life mm -hmm. or personally or professionally. You've got to put that oxygen mask on first. And yeah. I mean, I think that's what's leading so many dental professionals now to feeling burnt out and mm -hmm. wanting to leave our profession because there's no time that we use to take care of ourselves. We're not really equipped to really discuss about those important things because in school, our teachers have so much on their shoulders to cover all of this curriculum so that you can pass your national boards and some of those fundamental life, ex life um, I don't know, tips or strategies there's no time to talk about that all right and how to handle that being a service provider yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's the the catch-22 isn't it mm -hmm. and um it comes down to and i've discovered this for myself it comes down to you making that decision that enough is enough and it's time to, to do something for myself because otherwise I just can't be performing the way I need to. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's about, you know, we have to have sticky notes all over the place. We have to have reminders on our phones, you know, notifications. There's so many apps now that, peop that people can tune into that say stop and breathe, you know, for a yes. few minutes. Uh, we're living at such fast pace, you know, whether in school or outside of school or in practice. Um, and uh, we have to, I, 
to really um, thrive, not survive, but thrive mm -hmm. as human beings, we really have to make that decision to take care of ourselves, to have the self-care in place, even if it's in little increments. Yes, yes. Oh, I love that you said thrive, mm -hmm. you know, because it's very easy for us. And, you know, I am, I have been one of those people where you're just going through your day to day. It's almost like as if you're on autopilot and yeah. not experiencing life. Mm -hmm. And just recently, um, there's been a death of a, of a young mother that really mm. celebrity that really, you know, woke me up. And then so many other people within our own dental community who have lost a child or lost a grandchild way too early, you know, mm. any death, no matter what time period it is, is, is a struggle and difficulty. Mm. But when you hear of young people that are six, seven years old or 13 mm. years old, it's like, we really don't have, we're not guaranteed another day. That's right. And there's so many of us that are not even living with that in mind. We're just going about the day and not truly thriving, like you said. So I love that word choice because it just, it feels, it sounds full of life. And yeah. that's what we need to be, you know, our, our patients want us to be that way. Our family wants us to be that way, but yet we don't take care of ourselves enough. And a lot of the anxiety that our patients feel could also be brought on by our own energy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, and I, I'm laughing because I can remember times myself, you know, I, I never seemed to have enough time. I could, you know, spend two hours sometimes if I, if I was uh, let to my own devices on uh, doing a profi and talking with patients and stuff. So, you know, I'd typically be not, you know, running right on the clock. And that to me was <laughs> stressful. Yeah. Um, and I know that there were times, you know, when I was really behind and, you know, I didn't like that. So, you know, I did my best to not be that far behind, but sometimes things happen and you get behind. And I know the energy that I was carrying when I would walk into the room for the next patient and, and it's like, oh, well, that's, that's not good. So, you know, I really had to put the brakes on that and uh, really take those few deep breaths and do my best because otherwise I know that that energy was just like spilling out all over that patient and that's it's a negative energy and they don't need to have it absolutely absolutely all right so here's my final question for you okay those are a little short because we know people's attention spans aren't great <laughs> yes. nowadays yes. <laughs> but yes. um the question I always ask every single um, uh, guest of the show is, what was the best career advice you've ever received? Ah, I can tell you. I was practicing, I guess it was about five or six years at the time in Southern California. And I had learned about the opportunity to go work in Switzerland. and. 
you know, I contemplated it. I looked at it. I don't know, you know, whatever research I could do at that time because I couldn't go online. There was no such thing. And <laughs> I just... <laughs> what did you do? How did you like it? I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know anymore how I did it. <laughs> but... um. I remember talking with one of my patients about, oh my gosh, there's all these things to do. There's so many, I don't know. I don't think I can do this. And she said to me, and now she wasn't a career counselor and she was a patient. And she said to me, Jackie, they're only details. You can do them. And it just kind of was the light bulb that went off that I thought, oh, okay. I can. They're just details. They'll step by step. I can do it. And because of that, I had the most amazing experience of living four years in Switzerland, working for a Swiss dentist, meeting lots of other American and Canadian hygienists and getting to travel all over Europe and Africa. So yeah, I would say that it was probably the uh, one of the um, because I, I I take Switzerland Switzerland's in my heart and that time and that period is always there with me. So I really think that is the um, best advice I ever got. I love that <laughs> because so many of us I've done it before, but so many of us are caught by the analysis paralysis. Yeah. Don't make a move because we want to know every single detail. And a lot of times you just got to start. You Mm got to start. I love it. All right. So where can people first, first, I want people to know where to get your book. Um, Because I know there are going to be some people that are interested in reading that. And how can they contact you to find out more information about the work that you do? Okay. The book, The Stress Relief Toolbox for Women. Who take care of everyone but themselves is on Amazon. It's as a uh, print book or a Kindle book. And if you're a Prime member, you can get it for $10.95. <laughs> if you're not a Prime member, it's $12.95. And I think the Kindle is $6.99. Um, so Amazon.com, simple, easy, by Jackie Foskett. And then uh, you can contact me, Jackie at JackieFoskett.com, and my last name is spelled, and well, I should spell my first name because Jackie's are spelled all sorts of different ways, J-A-C-K-I-E, at J-A-C-K-I-E, Foskett, F as in Frank, O-S as in Sam, K-E-T-T.com. And my website is HealingHypnotherapy.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing today. Um, I know there's like, you've had quite an amazing experience. There's a lot of work that you do, but I think there's definitely some pearls that we had within that conversation that could definitely benefit our listeners today. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on Jasmine. And yes, I would love to hear from any of your listeners about how I might support them in, um, using these tools with their patients. Absolutely. Thank you again. Thanks for tuning in to the show. We value each and every one of you. Dive in deeper by visiting the show notes for this episode or listening to more episodes on beyondtheprofi.com. If you found value in the show, share with a friend and leave us a review. We will see you next time, BTP family.